Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Hey, hey, wow. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> I... Wow, I don't know what that was all about. But anyway, it's episode number 88, the double ocho uh, (laughs) of That's How I Roll. I'm Jeremiah Isley. Thanks for climbing aboard today. Thanks for joining us as we just keep chugging right along. Um, uh, Super, super excited to have you here. Let me give you just a short, brief rundown of what we've got coming up for you in this episode. It goes something like this. We're going to take a look and hear the word on the street, which can somebody please tell me, how did I get away with calling this segment the What's Up Weekly? What was I thinking? I'm pretty sure at one point I called this segment the word on the street and then it just changed to What's Up Weekly. I don't know what I was thinking, but it's the word on the street. The word on the street is... What's been happening? What's been going on? What's, you know, hey, this is what's happening in my life. What's happening in Theology of Games. It's just my little time to check in with everybody, fill everybody in on what's been going on and that kind of thing. So (laughs) now that we have that all straightened out, we'll be doing that. We'll be uh, checking out the word on the street. And today I've got a very special episode, a very special guest for you. We're talking with Mike Young in our Real Talk segment. He's going to be joining us and uh, he happens to be like the voice for or the PR guy for whatever you want to call it. But he's a pretty big wig in this little company called, maybe you've heard of them, uh, they're called Plan B Games. They won some award recently about a a spiel or a spiel. You probably heard, maybe you've heard of Azul. Uh, So... (laughs) Mike, Mike spent some time with me uh, for the purposes of this episode, which is super awesome. Mike's a great guy. We had a really good time. We talked probably more than three times of what we actually recorded, but uh, super good guy and really appreciate him taking the time. So as you're getting ready to head to Gen Con, you can listen to this and get all hyped up and pumped up to go check out all the things that are going on with Plan B. So... That's what you can expect today. And uh, I say we jump into this. Let's get the word on the street. All right. So the word on the street this week is plentiful. I don't know if that's the actual... (laughs) I don't know. The actual word. Do we... Hmm. that's, That's something. Maybe I can come up with a word... Maybe my child's been watching too much Sesame Street where they, is that what they call that even? It might be the word on the street. Anyway, I'm not trying to plagiarize. Oh my gosh, I totally am. I'm not trying to plagiarize Jim Henson Studios and the Muppets and Sesame Street and all that. Uh, But uh, the word on the street today, I've got a, I I just mean to say, I've got a lot of stuff to talk about, so I should probably get to it. 
First of all, Gen Con is happening this week. Uh, if you're listening to this as of the week that it's been released, maybe even the day, uh, it's right around the corner. It's coming tomorrow. And for me, it's Gen Can't this year. This breaks my little, little heart so much. I really wanted to make a way to get there. We had such a great time at Origins and uh, there's just life, you know, life happens. Uh, I actually had to take an extra gig this week that turns out it was on Thursday, which was like my last hope was maybe I could drive out Wednesday night, beg somebody for a place to crash, spend all day Thursday, like super fast, like run through the exhibit hall kind of thing and then make my way home that night. But it turns out I'm going to be doing a gig that night. I'm not complaining too much because it's a pretty sweet gig. I'm I'm actually, I get to shoot video uh, for the Hall of Fame game. Uh, for those of you who know, the Can- in Canton is the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Every year, the first game of the football season is the Hall of Fame game. Well, one of the inductees hired a buddy of mine who is a videographer to uh, shoot video of him for the whole weekend, like follow him around kind of documentary style and do all that. So uh, I got hired by him to be one of his second shooters. And so Thursday night, I'll be on the field with everybody shooting footage of the game and Brian Dawkins, who's the inductee that's going that hired us. And it's going to be really, really cool. But I won't be at Gen Con. So I urge you, uh, take a listen to Board Games Daily this week. We'll be talking about some of the cool things that we're excited about, about Gen Con and what we think you should be checking out. Because even though I'm not going to be there, I've had a ton of people contact me asking me if I'll be there and we'll, you know, we'll be able to connect and talk about things and show things. So I know a lot about what's going to be happening and that kind of thing. <laughs> I just know these things. But uh, so I'm, I'm going to do my best to impart that upon you as we go through the week on Board Games Daily. And hopefully you'll check out these things and you'll find them to be pretty awesome as well. All right. So that's that. And um, also the word on the street is, hey, check out our Facebook group. It's called Theology of Games Group. It's on Facebook. And if you are a member of that coming up in a couple days here in August of 2018, you will be able to get some special privileges on our Patreon page. So here's the deal. We have like seven or eight different promo items there that you can get right now. It's like a $3 level will get you one of the cool promo items. So if you pledge $3 a month, boom, I'll send you a one-time promo item kind of thing. And it's a great item. They're really cool. You you know, you have to be lucky to find them at, at conventions and that kind of thing. But if you're a member of our group, I'm going to send you a special link and a special code. I have to figure out the logistics of it, but it'll be a special link that you can get in at the dollar a month level and get at least... I'm going to say at least one of these cool rewards, maybe, maybe more. We'll just have to see how it all plays out. So go to facebook.com, search for the Theology of Games group, join it. It's easy and free. And you too will have access to this cool special thing we're doing on our Patreon page. Cool. All right. So that's that. 
also, there's more news about Facebook. Last night, I did a little test video for something I'm calling Studio 359. Now, we like to do video content here on Theology of Games, and turns out it's... I've found a way that's kind of easy to do it. I don't have to do any post-production. I just have to kind of set things up, shoot it for a few minutes, and then boom, it's Facebook Live. It's all cool. I'm probably going to you know, take those things and put them over on YouTube as well so we can populate new content there. But uh, Studio 359 is kind of a thing I came up with for if you were listening to the show while I was at Origins, we were at booth 359. I called it Studio 359. It's kind of a cool thing. I thought, hey, that's cool. Let's keep that up. And like last night, I just did this unboxing video for something that I uh, I got in the mail. So I did that. <clears throat> the founders of Gloomhaven. It looks super awesome. So you can check that out by going to our Facebook page. It's living there. And then uh, a couple other things real quick to tell you, told you the word on the street was plentiful. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, we're publishing a written review of Crit Hit Ceramics. They sent me some dice to take a look at. These are ceramic dice. They are awesome. So if you want to see pictures of all of those and my thoughts there, head over to theologyofgames.com. You can find it there. And last but not least, this week we also released episode number 24 of the Theology of Games podcast. What's that you say? The Theology of Games podcast? Yes. The Theology of Games podcast is our big, large, like mothership of podcasting. It's almost an hour and a half long episode this month. It's myself, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. We all Skype in and get on the horn and talk board games. We have crazy cool segments that we do. We have a lot of fun with this show, and I think you'll enjoy it. If you enjoy podcasts and board games, this is the one for you. As if, you know, as if this one isn't, but you know what I'm talking about. Okay, that is the word on the street this week. I think it's time for us to get into our Real Talk segment with Mike Young from Plan B Games coming up right now. Well, hey, everybody. want to welcome to the show Mr. Mike Young, who is with Plan B Games. A couple exciting things going on over there at Plan B Games at this time of year. (laughs) Um, But Mike, hey, thanks for, for joining us today. Uh, Jeremiah, thank you so much. It, the, really, the uh, privilege is all mine. Oh, well, you're too kind. You're too kind. So let's, before, I mean, everybody knows the big thing that's happening with Azul right now. But before we get to that, tell us a little bit just about yourself and how you got involved with Plan B Games, uh, you know, your role there, anything and everything you want to talk us about how you got to where you are right now. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm lead communications with the company, but um, for what it's worth, we're we're relatively small. Even though we're an international publisher, there's only about 15 to 20 of us. um, And that includes some part-timers with that number. Okay. Um, But that being said, um, with lead communications, um, primarily my job, my role is to uh, work with press, work with media, work with um, social media, help coordinate events. Uh, I work really closely with marketing and advertising and just making sure that our products are best demonstrated and the games are best presented as we can uh, out there, at least with the English-speaking audiences. Um, 
how I came to Plan B. Um, I, I, I think it was about six years ago, seven years ago, I got back into hobby gaming. I used to do a lot of gaming in the Midwest. Um, but, um, I got married, had a kid, you know, you don't have a lot of personal time. And, um, <laughs> so I, I kind of like reentered the hobby, just looking for something that wasn't, uh, you know, playing video games late at night. And, um, I was just really enamored with, with Z-Man's games. All their imports were great. All their titles were really fun. And um, I got to know some of the people on staff there and started volunteering for them to do uh, product demos and work shows for them. And uh, eventually I said, hey, guys, I'm, you know, I, some of your rule books are not so great. You know, I'd love mm. to work with you on copy editing and localization and stuff like this, just offering it up for free. And um, they took me up on it and eventually became a, uh, a steady but, um, but small paying gig that I was uh, basically moonlighting as. Oh, cool. And um, I built a, a, a pretty good reputation with the team. Um, you, go, you go back about a year and a half, two years ago, Asmodee had acquired F2Z, which was the owner of Z-Man. Well, the, uh, the plan B where we got our name from is that uh, the the president of the company, Sophie, she handpicked her staff there and a couple others, including me, to uh, bring it over to Plan B. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, I was finishing up a, a year of, of teaching elementary school, and it was one of the worst experiences of my life. And uh, oh, they said, no. "Hey, look, if you're looking, I have a job for you. I want to make it full time. Um, you know, if if you want to." So. That was uh, that was about sixteen months ago, I guess. At this point, seventeen months ago, and it's been an incredible ride since. Yeah, I say because Plan B itself is fairly new. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think exactly when you guys hit the mark. You know, kind of came on uh, onto the scene. Uh, so you're saying about sixteen months ago now? Um, it's a it's a it's a little more than that. So we the the company was actually formed in November. Like this November will be a two-year anniversary okay, for us. Okay. Um, but we didn't publish a game until Origins last year, which was Century Spice Road. Right. Um, so that's when we kind of like just kind of popped on the scene. Uh, you know, we had things in the in the in the hopper. But sure, sure. But you kind of made your maiden voyage at Origins. Yep. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. And and since then, it's been just um cross my fingers, but it's, it, we've just been been very solid for titles and the public's reception to the games have been great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not a bad way to start things off with, you know, Century Spice Road and then obviously Azul took over Instagram instantly. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then obviously you followed that up with Eastern Wonders and I mean, just... Awesome stuff. So, all right, let's let's jump into this. So, a- as of now, it's it's late Wednesday night. It's been maybe forty eight hours, maybe a little more, since they announced the Spiel winner, and obviously Azul has won. Um, I guess let's let's stop for a minute and and look at your life. Like, what's changed <laughs> since oh then for you personally? And then we'll we'll talk about the company and how that ripples out from there. But I, I'm sure your life has gotten a little more hectic since then. Well, uh, undoubtedly. I mean, number one, um, 
winning winning the spiel. I mean, it's an incredibly humbling experience because um, it, when when you're in the lab, so to speak, and you're you're working on things, you know, you kind of get into that um, echo chamber mentality where sure. everyone's agreeing that oh, this is great, this is awesome, and you're high fiving each other, and you really don't know what it's going to be until it actually is unleashed. And you know, it, you don't put out a game unless you really have full faith in it. And we we were nervous because tile lane games, abstract games, while they're popular, is this going to be good enough? Is this going to be and and surprise it was. So um, yeah, I, I've been I've been taken aback quite a bit. Um, lots of congratulatory messages and lots of high fives from friends and <laughs> uh, peers and, and people that I admire, people that I think that uh, are much better at uh, at some of this stuff than we are. Um, acknowledging all the hard work that we put into it. So. Uh, it's been uh, it's been breathtaking and uh, amazing and and we're, uh, I'm just I'm really at a loss for words because it's it's been a, a really cool experience. So um, looking forward now, I mean, Gen Con's right around the the corner. I mean, what does this mean for you guys as you kind of ramp up into that? And obviously, you now have one of the hottest titles, as if it wasn't hot enough, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's you know, exponentially been multiplied, the, uh, the, the hype and the buzz around it. Yeah, well, I mean, for, for our business perspective, like we are, we are really excited because, I mean, we, we released our Azul numbers and yeah, you, you were right. I mean, it's, I think our sales are around 320,000 worldwide. Um, nice. since Essen and that's you know in this industry it's you would be considered successful if you had five or ten thousand for a print run um, sure maybe for a gateway maybe fifteen to twenty thousand so to see those kind of numbers is great so we you know we're incredibly happy about this but with the spiel um it's going to guarantee the longevity of the title just because it's it's such a prestigious award and it attracts a lot of interest from casual players and casual um, fans. So uh, this is this will become an evergreen. If it wasn't already, uh, this will definitely cement its status. And um, with this in mind, Michael Kiesling, the designer, he um, he came to us um, after the initial reception and said, "Hey, I have something I'm working on." Would you guys be interested in, in maybe making not necessarily a series, but maybe a second Azul title, which is where um, Stained Glass of Sintra comes in? He he um, he brought it to us with theme intact uh, and the mechanisms in place, and uh, it's it's really good. Have you have you seen any of the press on this? I've seen a little bit of it. I've seen some images, um, and I was going to ask you. It's so it's not an expansion per se. It's an actual second series like a sequel kind of thing uh, uh in the same theme same realm but different game is that what I'm, is that what i'm understanding yeah yeah definitely it's not an expansion for for azul what it uh, what it's going to function as it's um uh it, it kind of re-implements the core drafting mechanism from azul that's like i think is okay. really unique and one of the coolest aspects of it is is how you distribute those tiles so it takes it takes the drafting mechanism from the game um but it uh, it's it's almost like a, a gamified version of Azul. Azul is very family friendly and super accessible. This one is just a it's it's like king to queen domino kind of step. Which okay, is like a yeah. half a step more game. Um, you have more restrictions on placement based on your glacier. Your board um, is randomized and set up, and it's double sided for not only for your in game scoring bonuses, but also for your columns and actually, actually in this case it's columns. It's not rows you're trying to complete. Okay. Um, 
yeah, so the mechanisms, the scoring mechanisms are a little bit different just because of the way it's presented. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's really quite good. We we've been uh, we've been pretty light about the information because it's not going to come out to lesson. We're going to unveil a little bit more as it goes on, um, just to keep the public interested and make sure that people are uh, are still staying tuned in. But um, yeah, it's. It's really good, and it's incredibly pretty. Um, the components that we use for this, uh, the, you know the Azul resin tiles, right? They're really nice and chunky. Right, right. Um, we've taken these, and we were able to get them so that they're translucent, and oh, they're nice. colored. But um, but there's an, there's an etching on the uh, one side so that it looks like you're looking at a stained glass window. If you look up at it, you'll see the pattern. It's, um, it's incredibly, incredibly beautiful. Wow. So, yeah, before we go any further, though, full disclosure, I've not actually played Azul. <laughs> because I th- here's I think we found the only person who has it. Well, I have a good reason for that. <laughs> I went I went to the store and I bought a copy. And then it was right around the time we were heading to Origins. And I was putting together prizes to give away. I and, saw this. And yeah, I so you actually saw it. Right, right. So that was my personal copy. <laughs> oh, thank gosh. And I made the, the sacrifice to give it away to a very happy individual at, at Origins. So I'm, I'm working on getting another copy here soon. But uh, yeah, so there's that. <laughs> I am probably the one You're person a, in the world. Uh, I just wanted to make yeah, sure, you, bef- you know, because... You need to play this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it on tables and, you know, so I know what you're talking about, like the, the cool resin tiles and stuff like that. Um, so you said Essen is when this, uh, what's the full title? I don't, I don't want to mess it up. It's the stained glass of something. It's, uh, it's of Sintra. Sintra, so, um, okay. Sintra is another, is another city in, in Portugal. Okay. And uh, it's known for its cathedral. There's a very beautiful cathedral. So uh, Kiesling. Uh, Mr. Keeson was looking around and, and investigating mm. different options, like like just trying to stay in Portugal and and put this together on his own and came to us with it. So very cool, very cool. And so Essen release on that, and then will we see it in retail soon after, or are we gonna have to wait a little while? Um, well, just like most Essen releases, you'll you know they'll come out in October, and uh, retailers should probably have them by late November, early uh, December. Cool. So it cool. should be right in time for Christmas. Yeah, I, like I totally agree with you. I really think of board games as being like art objects. Next week on That's How I Roll, I'm joined by Brenna Noonan of Starling Games. And an Everdell... You know, if you've seen the photos, you can tell it has a pretty commanding table presence. We discuss board games in general and, of course, Everdell, the latest from Starling Games. And something that we started to do with Everdell is take more advantage of vertical space. So don't forget to tune in next week on episode 89 of That's How I Roll for this special interview with Brenna Noonan. So I want to maybe shift gears just a touch here. And, you know, earlier you said um, 
about six or seven years ago, you sort of came back to hobby gaming. You did a little stint of <laughs> video gaming. I understand how that is when you have kids. Uh, I played through multiple <laughs> seasons of NBA 2K <laughs> just recently with our the birth of our daughter because uh, <laughs> I had the night shifts. But um, so did you, you know exactly right? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so did you have a, a time when you did you know tabletop gaming in the past? Were you playing Magic or D and D? Like, I guess, what are your kind of roots in tabletop oh, yeah, gaming? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely a product of the 80s. So we, I mean, I obviously grew up on all the mass market titles that we know and love. Um, but uh, in the mid-90s, I was a high school nerd and Magic the Gathering dropped. And it was like, um, it was uh, it was incredible because um, we I never played a game like this. And so it was kind of my hook in. Yeah. And I would attend, um, we, we'd have like tournaments and stuff like this, but Gen Con moved to Indianapolis sometime, I think in the late nineties or something, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah. whenever, when, maybe it was the early two thousands, but when it started coming to Indianapolis and that's where I'm from, um, I started going and then I got exposed to European titles and, um, the Midwest is a, is a heartland for gaming. It's just people are just more, at least more, at least my experience with the most friendly people on the on the planet. Oh sure. So um, I would go over and play games with buddies, try things I'd never seen before, and and um, yeah, and like I said, work directed me out of here. So and with with the birth of my daughter and with working um, during primetime hours, and it was also I would I would do some call shift because it was medical sales and service. Um, yeah, I kind of like got lumped into doing some MMOs and, and doing some, like I played a ton of Halo 2 and stuff like this. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it just, um, it quickly absorbed all my free time in the evening. I just, I felt like even though there's ways of building social connections in those um, environments and making friendships, it wasn't the kind of friendship that was meant for me because I, I like to sit across from someone. I like to see someone. Yeah people face to face being able to interact with them and uh, i just really wasn't happy with um, with just plumping down playing one player games or multiplayer games and the interactions just being virtual it, it wasn't the same experience for me sure. not that those aren't uh, not that i would discredit those kind of relationships it's just not it, i just felt like there was a disconnect for me uh, i was finding myself being a little less personal and and um anti-social so i didn't like that the, the way i was becoming so that's one of the great things about the hobby. It really just kind of invites people to the table and gives people a reason to uh, to bond over something or have fellowship over something, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I've talked with a lot of people about this because it, it, so many people are surprised at, at how big tabletop gaming's getting with Gen Con being huge and, you know, there's just hundreds of titles every year being released. Uh, but it's that, I think it's people kind of revolting against, uh, the connectivity, the, the internet, the virtual lifestyle, whatever you want to call it. All of those things are great. You know, they're tools that bring people together in some kind of way, but there's nothing mm-hmm. that Agreed. is, there's nothing that is, you know, uh, a replacement for sitting down and sharing something together face to face in the same room. Uh, you know, even people are talking like, Oh, well with, with VR headsets, you'll be able to play board games with people across the world and this and that. I'm like, 
okay, cool. I mean, if you're in a long distance situation with your friends or whatever, (laughs) I guess that's cool. But again, there's no, no substitute for that face to face time, you know, kind of thing with that we get with tabletop gaming. So yeah, some of my fondest memories are also, you know, from being a teenager playing games with my friends and things like that. Uh, not just the video game stuff. Well, you know that there's the, there's so many different elements because I'm I'm a licensed school teacher. I don't know if you knew this, but there's so many elements, and video games have ways of of educating and developing people. But, oh sure. Um, but the like learning games are bad. Like educational games traditionally aren't good because the emphasis <laughs> is on education, right? Not but on you, being a good game. <laughs> well, exactly. So you take a really good game and. There's educational uh, merits in there, you know. Um, game oh, yeah. is really good about this, about explicitly stating here. Here's what you can find in this game. You know, like you, you can learn about predictability and and uh, probability and da 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 da. Um, but um, you can you can teach your kids all kinds of cool skills and you know with uh, with children's lines and and now you know young adult lines. It's and gateway stuff. You can you can actually make it a meaningful interaction. It's not just playing a game. So like my daughter, I drag her over. I'll I'll force she's now twelve, or actually she turns twelve next week. Drag her over. We're gonna play a game together and kind of twist her arm a little bit, but um afterwards, uh you know, what kind of debrief, what did you learn, what did you enjoy? And uh, and there's like just there's it, it, there's really cool moments there that they can learn. Oh, I, I wasn't getting it, but then I discovered, oh, this is a pattern matching game, and yeah. and I can put the pieces together in this way. And it's just it's really cool to see that little aha moment occur. So yeah, and, and but but more importantly, like just just the social foundations that um, that gaming provides us. Right? It's you can't game unless you're top of the food chain. <laughs> and it's it's such a wonderful luxury to have because that means we can spend time investing in each other yeah. rather than worrying about uh, taking care of uh, uh, whatever's going on, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, I, I feel like I've, I've taught my kids uh, so much about sportsmanship and oh, about yeah. character and losing well and winning well and mm-hmm. all of those things uh, all come from lessons they learn at the game table. And then, you know, if we're away from that and and something comes up, I'm like, whoa, that's not, you know, that's, you know, you shake hands and you say good game or, you know, whatever it is, like they know that that lesson is built into them uh, just from the time that we've spent gaming. So yeah, all those really cool social skills, like all these little soft skills that you just take for granted. Right, right. Uh, It just affords the opportunity to do it. So you're, you're preaching to the choir. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, so this has been really, really cool. I don't want to keep you too much longer. I, I know we're recording late again. That's uh, my thing to do, I guess. Uh, what is next for the Century lineup? You know, uh, I did get to kind of get in a partial game of Eastern Wonders when I was at Origins. Uh, oh so my gosh. it looks very cool. Uh, and I, I obviously have a copy of century spice road. What's the, I know there's a third one coming. What can you tell us about that? If anything, uh, you know, can you kind of tease us with that one a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tease you with the, I'll tease you with a couple things. All right, so cool. for, first thing, um, you know, I, I like to point out because not everyone puts the connection together, but plan B, um, 
in the Plan B family, you have Plan B games, which we know. Next Move, which is our abstract line. Uh-huh. Um, that's where Azul resides and Reef now resides. We have Eggertspiel, which Eggertspiel is publisher of Great Western Trail, Mombasa, Camel Up, okay, right. Village. Um, the the recently released Queenbra. Oh, cool! And the um, and then the last one is Pretzel Games, which is our dexterity line. Yeah, flick them up, junk art. So, um, we are looking at uh, at putting the final touches on something for Pretzel. So we're hoping to uh, reignite the brand um, with a new title. I think we're looking at an SN release. We haven't really we haven't pinned down a, a, an announcement yet. But if you're a big Dex fan, we do Dex really well. Something really cool is coming. Nice. Um, flick em up is, we should flick, what's this? I'm sorry to interrupt, but flick em up is amazing. We love it. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's so much fun. Yeah. It's, yeah. um, you know, and, and, uh, they did the flick em up, um, dead of winter. We did right. this last year mm-hmm. and that was, that was fun. If you wanted a kind of a cooperative version and I'm a, I'm a huge fan of junk art. If you haven't played this one, it's, um, uh, I have my, I have a father-in-law who's a former master chief in the Navy. Mm-hmm loves junk art really There's no, no no text to read it's jenga deconstructed so to speak it's it's yeah. a it's a it's a variation on a stacking game and it's I, so good i've seen it at you know countless conventions on tables as i walk by the booth i'm like that looks so cool i haven't i've never played it but it just to look at it you know what people are doing i'm like oh that looks so so cool <laughs> well it's just to give it a, a shameless plug to it it's it, the game has core rules but there's 12 different cities uh-huh. in the game which each city is a different rule variant on how you score and how oh, you okay. play cool so there's a lot of variety built into the box nice. so shameless plug it's really good cool very cool um Spiel, I, I think we have um, a title or two that we'll have prepared to announce for Essen soon. Um, if, if you haven't seen Coimbra yet, which is uh, our next medium weight um, Euro, it's so good. It's a nice. clever dice-drafting game where you're going to – the really cool thing about this uh, game is that you're going to use dice when you draft them for three different reasons. Three different um, – like there's three purposes for the dice. The value is going to give you a turn order priority. It's going to give you the cost associated with things, but it's also going to give you income. So your decision tree is pretty shallow because you only have a couple of dice, but mm-hmm. the depth of, this, of the decision is really uh, deep because it has multiple implications. It's it's really good. So if you're a medium weight Euro fan, if you haven't seen this one, you should check it out. We will have it at Gen Con okay. um, for sale as well as for demo. Nice. And um, Reef is our is our next move title that we just released very cool game it's by the designer of century so emerson matsuchi yeah i should say matsuchi i, I always give give, uh, give this up but <laughs> it's the next emerson game and it's really really cool it's um you're growing yourself as a reef you're trying to score points based on how pretty and beautiful you are and, and how you score those points there's basically it's a pattern building game so you're going to draw pieces into your hand or excuse me you're going to draw pieces from cards that you play stack come on your reef and if they have a certain pattern you'll score points um it's a it's just a really clever quirky little game and it's uh, it's beautiful by the same graphic design and art team as as azul so nice definitely check this one out um but for century um century eastern wonders released at origins and the third title is um nearing completion uh, i played a prototype of it uh, at dice tower con with the designer with emerson and 
Uh, it's really clever. I can't really unveil the mechanisms yet because he's he's still tinkering just a little bit. Okay. But um, each century game is designed to move forward 100 years into the future, so it encapsulates whatever's going on in that century. Um, and in this one, we're now in the New World. We're in North America, and mm. the primary uh, trading goods of the time were uh, like tobacco, corn. And fur, and I don't—I I can't remember. There's one other resource, but you're trading resources, so you're getting away from spice, but you're now going to different things based on the location. Um, and what I played at uh, Dice Tower Con with him, I really, really liked. Um, he's not quite 100% happy with it yet, um, so he's got a few more months to kind of tinker with it before we want to press print. But it's—it's uh, it's really clever, and it's. Um, the really cool feature, if I don't know if you were told this, but with Century, uh, they were designed as mixable games. So yeah, right. You could take game one and two and blend it together for an all-new rule set. Um, and that's the goal with the third one, is to be able to blend it with um, two and three, as well as, I think the intention is to, is to do one, two, and three, like a fully integrated game oh, with, nice. with the entire series. So... The other design challenge for him is being able to put together not just one rule set, but two, three for this last one. Right. Because it's right. going to mix with um, the other two games. <laughs> wow. That uh, that just makes my head spin, trying to <laughs> think of how you would design your way around that. But I'm sure it'll be great. Uh, the first two, you know, what I've played of the second one, the first one is great. Second one uh Ha, has everything there so I, I'm, I'm just hoping to get that one on the table again soon um, but yeah cool stuff very cool stuff all right I'm gonna turn you loose but before I do that um, I just want to give you a minute shout out all the websites social links anything you want to you know let people know to ways to connect with plan B games and if there's anything that you need to get out there that I didn't ask you you got you got the time. It's all yours. Uh, <laughs> say, <laughs> say what you need to say. <laughs> yeah. So for sure, we're we're primarily on Facebook. So you can find us under you know Plan B Games, Next Move Games, Eggerspiel, as well as um, Pretzel Games. Uh, we're also on Instagram. We we're not as active of users on Instagram as as we'd like to be. We're oftentimes finding ourselves playing with um, prototypes and development pieces, and we don't want to photograph those as opposed to uh, production things. But we're, we're going to try to use this platform quite a bit more just because there's a really active user base on there. So yeah. you can find us on on both of those very comfortably. Um, if you haven't seen us, I mean, you can go to each of the websites, planbgames.com, nextmovegames.com, um, Spiel. Uh, should have a redesigned website very soon, so it'll be eggardspiel.com and uh, pretzelgames.com. But um, yeah, you'll be able to find us. I'm, I'm personally very active on BGG forums and on the uh, subreddit for uh, board games, as well as uh, Facebook and multiple Facebook groups. So uh, don't ever hesitate to drop a line or say hi if you uh, if you see me or if you have any questions, I'll be glad to answer them. All right, cool. Well, Mike, thank you so so much for your time and. I don't know if I even said this at the beginning, but congratulations on winning the the Spiel des Jahres. Uh, so, so cool. And I, I can only imagine the excitement around Plan B games right about now. Uh, thank you. I mean, honestly, it's um, like, like I said, we're, we're, we're all really happy and surprised. We were just honored with the nomination. So uh, I'll be sure to, to pass on the congratulations because it was genuinely a team effort. 
uh, on this one and, and we're quite happy with it. So thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And thanks for being on the show and uh, we'll have you back sometime. I'm sure. I hope so. Well, there it is, folks. There is Mike Young. Thanks again to Mike for spending some time with me here on the show. Really appreciate the time that he spent in the midst of the craziness of the announcement of the Spiel Award. Very, very cool. All right, before I get out of here, I want to remind you to hit us up on social media at Theology of Games on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, you can hear us daily on Board Games Daily via the Anchor app and iTunes and Google Play and countless other places. I think there's 15, so you can probably count that high. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. I so, so appreciate it. This is episode 88, 89th coming next week. we got Brenna Noonan on the show talking all things Starling Games, Black Orchestra, uh, Everdale, just tons of stuff going on with Starling Games. Looking forward to that. And of course, I hope you guys have a great time at Gen Con this week. Uh, play a game for me while you're there. We'll see you next week. And until then... Just keep it in mind. I'm Jeremiah Isley, and that's how I roll. Thanks for rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and drive safe.